The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus told his disciples this parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out at dawn to hire laborers for his vineyard. After agreeing with them for the usual daily wage, he sent them into his vineyard. Going out about nine o'clock, the landowner saw others standing idle in the marketplace. And he said to them, you too, go into my vineyard and I will give you what is just. So they went off. And he went out again around noon and around three o'clock and did likewise. Going out about five o'clock, the landowner found others standing around and said to them, why do you stand here idle all day? They answered, because no one has hired us. He said to them, you too must go into my vineyard. When it was evening, the owner of the vineyard said to his foreman, Summon the laborers and give them their pay, beginning with the last and ending with the first. When those who had started about five o'clock came, each received the usual daily wage. So when the first came, they thought that they would receive more, but each of them also got the usual wage. And on receiving it, they grumbled against the landowner, saying, these last ones worked only one hour, and you have made them equal to us who bore the day's burden and the heat. He said to one of them in reply, My friend, I'm not cheating you. Did you not agree with me for the usual daily wage? Take what is yours and go. What if I wish to give to this last one the same as you? Or am I not free to do as I wish with my own money? Are you envious because I am generous? Thus the last will be first and the first will be last. The Gospel of the Lord. So today we have a very uh, controversial parable. Uh, this is one that tends to give people trouble. There's a lot going on in this parable. I'm going to pick just a couple things to talk about. I'm not going to be able to uh, crack open the whole thing and give an in-depth understanding of every last detail. This is, a pretty, this is a pretty deep one. And so what I'd like to focus on is work and being idle. And I'd like to kind of riff on these ideas and what Jesus is kind of getting at. So, in the beginning of creation, what God does is he makes Adam and Eve. And this is paradise. This is before the original sin, the corruption of sin and death. And life is not drudgery and difficult. There's no depression, no anxiety. There's perfect communion and joy with God. And perfect communion and joy with one another between Adam and Eve. So God actually does have Adam and Eve have tasks, as it turns out, in the garden. If we pay attention to the text in Genesis, Adam is actually working. God gives Adam two commands. And so the reason I'm 
talking about Adam and Eve, and the reason that I will generally come back to these, these, this story of Genesis is because it reveals a lot about our humanity and God's intention for us. So God tells Adam two things. I want you to till and keep the garden. Till and keep. That is, till is, is to work, take care of the garden, and keep is to guard. The word there has a connotation of like a, a guard or a sentinel, keeping watch over the garden. So kind of provide and protect, so to speak. Now the work of Adam in the beginning is not drudgery. Again, this is good, joyful work. Ironically, we as human beings, and this is important for this parable and what Jesus is speaking about, the way he's talking about work, we as human beings, ironically, often find rest in certain kinds of work. Right? And we all know this. What are the things that give us rest? Um, and very often those are forms of some kind of work. Okay? And that's the work that we're after, and that's the work that God wants us to have. After Adam um, disobeys God, work does become difficult. It becomes a grind uh, to work. And childbearing, we're told, for Eve becomes very difficult. And so what Jesus does when he comes is Jesus is the new Adam. And Jesus starts the new creation. And so Jesus restores, he comes to restore that which was lost by the original Adam. So now we have this initiation into the life of, of God, which is baptism. And so when, when we're with Jesus, in relationship with Jesus, according to how Jesus has told us to be in relationship with him, which we should always understand the framework of what the church gives us, the sacraments and the moral teachings. So if we're in, then we are, our souls are engaged in the good work that Jesus is talking about here. So I'd be curious if anybody remembers where, this is a rhetorical question, but I actually, this would be fun to kind of hear, hear what people heard in the parable, but where, where Jesus or where Jesus speaks about in this parable the landowner going to pick up those who are idle so those who are not working do you remember the location the marketplace and so that's again there's an irony there that's very interesting that the marketplace because that's a place of business and that's a place where you would expect people to be working so why is he why are people idle in the marketplace and the image that Jesus is giving us of the marketplace is the place where the things of this world are sold, so to speak. So this is like us living for this world. Not the spiritual life that God offers us and the depths of the kingdom and the mysteries of the kingdom of God. This is like the things the world offers and so our souls are made to work in a specific way towards that which they were made for, which God created us for, the work of God. And when they're not working towards those aims, they're usually working towards some type of idol, some idolatry, 
we're worshiping some false god. Another way to talk about that is the soul is not working. It's being lazy, consuming itself and working towards things that don't really matter. The four primary things that we tend to do that with as human beings, St. Thomas Aquinas talks about, there's a, these are good to memorize. These are good four things to memorize. Honor, power, pleasure, wealth. Honor, power, pleasure, wealth. When our lives are oriented towards those things, when that's what we're working towards, when our whole life is about that next promotion, the honor, or our whole life is about accumulating goods and riches, earthly things, or going from pleasure to pleasure, or some kind of accumulation of power, a little bit more power here, a little bit more power there. These are the things that, are, that make our souls idle. They're not engaged. And so the practical implications of that are now, that makes us, as odd as it seems, and we keep going back to these things often, but it actually makes the soul very bored. We have a crisis, actually, of boredom in the United States. We have a crisis of boredom. We're so consumed with the things of this world that our souls are not engaging in what they were made to engage with, which are the things of God. We're not working for the landowner. We also have, of course, skyrocketing numbers, especially among our young people, of depression and anxiety as we move farther and farther away from the things of God and working towards what we were actually made to work towards. Because human beings are not infinitely malleable. We have an end, a purpose for which we are made. And if we're not working towards that purpose, we will naturally, of course, become depressed. And, and, and life just kind of becomes one darn thing after another. We want to we work with, for, and in Jesus. And when we're engaged in that relationship, it's very exciting. Because essentially, we place our, we place our lives in the hands of the one who made us and knows what's best for us. And that comes with a lot of surprises. That comes with a tremendous amount of childlike joy and freedom. It's like finding the perfect job where there's just meaning and, and we're working and it's awesome. Lord, we ask you to bless us and help us to not uh, consume, uh, use our energy and work towards things that are meaningless and earthly and will fade away. And we'll, we'll actually not have any, any long legacy. Help us to work for you, the ultimate, um, the ultimate um, end of, of our lives. Lord, help us to be focused on, on those things which actually matter. Help us to be like the landowner as well and go out and bring people into the work of God as we evangelize and share the joy of your life with others. Please bless our young people especially. Give them a glimpse of the joy of working in the vineyard. Help us to not 
be like those at the end who are complaining about their payment and help us to not see our faith as an obligation or these just a bunch of things that we have to do because we have to. Help us to enjoy life with you. Let go of control. And we ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. And let's take a few moments in silent prayer just to listen to and speak with the Lord in our hearts.